about it. TV2, you're gonna scream and shout it. TV2, just sit back and relax. It's your favorite 90s cartoon podcast. TV2. Hey everybody and welcome back to TV Tunes for part three of this exciting adventure of Samurai yeah. Jack. We're going through each season so that way uh, you can have a companion to watch once season five comes around. Yep. And joining us again, the always way too prepared. <laughs> well for, informed. Yes. I've got I've got three pages of notes. He's no. got opinions ready much. to go. It's George, just to remind me what's going on in the episodes. I'm just intimidated because I don't have any notes. <laughs> I'm just winging this. I mean, I, I sometimes have notes, but today I thought, no, I'm going to let my mind be free. Yes, so we can just go every which way. Jordan's um, back with just us wanna say, Hi, everybody. <laughs> just want to say real quick to What's a Creative, uh, we care about this podcast and we, we do. like it a lot. So Yeah, Ryan. <laughs> anyway. That, uh, yeah, welcome back. Yeah, uh, good to be back. Uh, covering one of the best seasons of Samurai Jack. Uh, we were talking about this before. Honestly, probably my favorite mm-hmm. season overall. Like, there, every season has amazing episodes and, and parts to it. But for me, season three is a season that felt like a whole season with a thesis a little more mm-hmm. yeah. than a lot of the others. And oh, yeah. I definitely feel like this season, whereas uh, the first season was great when they were kind of nailing down the story and the world that they lived in. And still figuring things out. Yeah. And -hmm. season two was uh, where they like focused more on action than anything. More just kind of like. Solidifying the animation and the look of the show. All of that. Season three is where it really like. Like bumped up when it came to story and like yeah. just uh, and it's really mythology setting, building. Yes, that's exactly right. Like mythology building is a perfect way to say it because yeah. it's just it, it's it's setting the scale and the mythos of the entire thing. You yeah. Know? Oh yeah. And another thing I noticed is that like one thing we mentioned when we were talking about season two is that uh, sometimes, especially near the end of the season, it started feeling like the aesthetic was getting a little lost, a little lost. Yeah. Like yeah. It didn't do as much with the framing or mm-hmm. you know the, the aspect crazy ratio. Cuts. Yeah. Totally back in season three. Oh, yeah. No, it came back and was, like, even better Uh than season one. Yeah. Like, it was, they really, they really found everything that makes Samurai Jack fantastic in this season. Oh, yeah. Just, like, total kicked it back into high gear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it was in season two. uh, We didn't cover this last time uh, because it was one of the episodes that wasn't included. It was out of order. Oh, yeah. Um, But... Uh, let's start off with uh, Jack versus Zombies, because uh, that was in season two. Yeah, uh, but I saw it in season three. Yeah, I didn't, uh, um, and we didn't talk about it at all uh, last time either. Uh, there's a mini description on the second page that we got here in our cheat sheet that I uh, printed Jack's out before. Jack's path lands him in the graveyard, mobbed <clears> by <throat> undead warriors. Jack must fight. Fight against his own sword in Aku's hand. Oh, this one yeah. was the first one of that made me really go like, "Damn, things are." I bigger. Oh yeah. loved this episode. So oh, yeah. that's why I wanted to bring it up because oh. it was. It's I, technically on, according to Hulu, at least season three. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's showing as season three, episode four, but it was mixed up and it was off the list that we had for mm. season for season two. two. Yeah, so but, that's why I wanted to bring it up because it was such a good fucking episode. Oh, it was like, I mean. Just how creepy it was when he yeah. gets to the graveyard and you see these like skeletons that like slowly open their mouth and there's just this like green slime. That's, oh yeah, like coming off their teeth. It was 
amazing. Yeah. I'm just like, if I, if I, because I, mm-hmm. I guess I was in mm-hmm. like middle school when Samurai Jack was on TV mm-hmm. and, and high school yeah. for the end of it. I think if I had been younger when it came out, it I would have freaked you out. Had nightmares about it. Oh, yeah. That no, episode. there were many episodes in this where I was thinking, like, oh, I would not be able to handle this if I were younger. And yeah. Maybe that's why I didn't really watch it all that much when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, the the thing that really got me about this episode was when Aku, like, got the sword. Got yeah, when he got the sword. The one thing that can defeat Aku, yeah. was suddenly <clears throat> a weapon that he was wielding as a scorpion. Too? Yeah, yeah, that was but oh man, it was. Just, I was scared. So was great, I. Great, great Aku shape shifting battle. Oh yeah, there. It yeah. went. It was fast paced and it kept it fucking kept Jack on his toes. Well, yeah. and and you know what? What I think, uh, and uh, I. Uh, I, I also watched this kind of in the context of season three. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that it follows one of the, the patterns of what season three really did, which was focus more on direct conflict between Aku and Jack. Yeah. yeah. Instead of indirect him having to work with a group of people and then Aku coming in at the very end to ruin it. The little filler episodes. Yeah. Kind of. yeah. yeah. And, and this even, like, I, I, this even helped to show how even when Aku is not involved he's involved yeah by the starting the strings the start where aku i mean where jack has decided to decide which direction he's going down the road by flipping the stick Mm -hmm. and it's a small moment but i just love it when aku's eyes just like light up and you see the stick switch to take him to a different direction yeah that just like suggests to me that everything jack is doing aku is manipulating and pulling strings and making terrible Uh, Mm -hmm. and back to this being like in the context of season three um, this was like the first episode in a long series of episodes that were super serious because the around the end of season two they were really goofy and silly, and yeah. then the first three episodes of season three were all really slapstick kind of comedy or genre specific mm-hmm. fun adventure things, and this one was the one where it was like shit's real, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then it continues that through pretty much the rest of the season. There was like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd have to look at it real quick, but most of them were all very heavy, serious episodes. No, you're totally right. There's like one yeah. that gets thrown in with like a My Neighbor Totoro. Oh yeah, bear oh, that yeah. starts following them around. Is, yes, yeah. but like Which besides that, it's it's all like gods <laughs> and enormous battles and, and it huge gets epic. beasts and monsters. Yeah, literally <clears throat> like the Greek definition of epic. Yeah. Yes. Just a huge uh, story. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm just an enormous sucker for. Yeah. Also, the literal inclusion of gods in so many episodes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <sighs> Love that. Uh, well, let's start with the beginning of season three. Yeah. Uh, Chicken Jack. We touched on this a little a bit little last bit, yeah. episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hadn't watched it because I don't watch <clears throat> ahead. <laughs> I like to uh, give <clears throat> the audience my opinions as I'm getting them and then uh, letting them form as the show goes on. Well, I apparently watched out of order, so I usually don't watch ahead either, but yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, it's, it's another situation where, like, even though, for instance, like, they call season four, season four, I yeah. think, like, everything except the last five episodes mm-hmm. aired one year, and then the last five aired a year after. Yeah. yeah. And since, like, none of it's serialized, no. they probably just, like, tossed it up in whatever yeah. order they felt like. No, it's yeah. true. They were like, ah, these kids aren't going to care if the Roman numerals come in the wrong order. That's yeah. exactly how they sounded like back then. <laughs> they did. <laughs> but this was one of your favorites. Uh, I I really like this one uh, compared to like a lot of the uh, Jack gets thrown into, into a silly an situation. arena situation. Yeah. Oh yeah, because there are a bunch like that where it's just like 
we have a lot of creatures. Oh, Demongo <clears throat> throws one creature after the other, or he's in a fighting pit. And yeah. they do that a lot, but the Jack is a chicken one, like, took that and did it a... And heightened it a little. And it was funnier. Yeah. 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 Uh, he, was, uh, he was turned into a chicken after accidentally bumping into a wizard <laughs> who was just an ass. And just like the angry <laughs> magic person, like the, the crazy old hag on the street who curses yeah. you kind yeah. of thing is a trope I love. Yeah. So... No, I love that after he uh, turned Jack into a chicken, he was angry because he... He's like, well, great. Now I have to get a manicure today. Yeah. <laughs> I also just love how evil the like Italian man. Who, oh yeah. He's like, ah, chicken, you're gonna make me money. Oh yeah. yeah. So he he gets kidnapped by an Italian man. I thought initially it was going to he was gonna try to cook him, but yeah. no. Um, Jack <laughs> gets thrown into a literal cockfight. Yeah. There's a fighting chicken in this episode, and he's forced to fight. Very uh, very. Like difficult battles, mm-hmm. very bloody fights with uh, robots. <laughs> and I was really impressed by the fighting, like the way they adapted Jack. Yeah. Uh, his fighting uh-huh. style as a chicken. I'm yeah. just like, wow, you guys just doubled down and had like such a good fucking fight in the middle of this episode yeah. uh, with a chicken, which, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh man, the music was awesome too. Yeah. Oh, it I had did love this the like music. crazy like organ grinder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but combined with like the weird techno steampunk. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll say real quick. At least uh, for these first few episodes, the music of yes. season three uh-huh. was super great. It was oh, yeah. fantastic. Like it, w- and every single episode had its own genre, but still felt specifically mm-hmm. uh, Samurai Jack, which you know that's the whole show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so uh, they're able to to explore many different tropes and styles, but still be specifically Samurai Jack. I mean, what this season uh, they go to Egypt. There's a, a cowboy episode, mm-hmm. uh, and there, there's a, a straight horror episode, which is that's one of my favorites. Terrifying, yeah. And then the My Neighbor Totoro episode. Oh, yeah. And it's uh, I think they were just showing us we can do anything. Yeah. With this. I mean, you know something I, I think is interesting about it is it it feels very ahead of its time it in was. the way that. Yeah. Modern, like right now, television and media is very referential. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's how things work. That's how you make anything because we're a generation that's been raised on media. Yeah. So good media uses the, the terms and the tropes and the... The old stories. That's, the I mean, it's what Shakespeare did. With. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of what Marvel's doing with the Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. now. Because they're just like, okay, we'll do a heist movie like for Ant-Man. Or yeah, like, exactly. Or we'll have a giant space opera. And Jack was doing this fucking how long ago. Yeah. Which was amazing. Well, and it just shows... Uh, I think Jindy Tart- Tartakovsky said at some point, he's like, I think... That it was a little ahead of its time. Like, yeah. Cartoon Network was always very supportive, but like when it was moved out of their rotation, it was sort of like, well, this never quite got the attention that we really like felt like it could have. Yeah, yeah. Um, Firefly syndrome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so another wacky episode was uh, Jack and the Rave. Yeah, uh, and I mean, just talk about great music. Yeah, oh, yeah. this was just oh, this a fun one to listen Straight up techno. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was Aku's son. 
I wasn't clear. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they they were the they were the children of Aku. That yeah. was like their group. Like Cyan, like Cyan. I think, I think I it's know. just like that's what they named themselves. Like okay. a sort of cult techno group. In the same way, it's like we are all children of God. Yeah. yeah. Or it's like yeah, but kids. he didn't sleep with our mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although and, who knows? He's right? a shapeshifter. <laughs> that's a good point. No, Aku might have gotten down. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. But I I love this because this was um. What's the who's the guy that played the flute to get all the kids? Oh, it's Pied like Pied Piper. Piper. It's yeah. Pied Piper, but with techno music mm-hmm. and uh, all like the dad at the very beginning who's <laughs> just sobbing because he just missed his his daughter. Yeah. Like was, he didn't recognize her. <laughs> have, have either of you guys played Resident Evil Four? Uh, yes. So that's the one in Africa, right? No, that no. that's um that's the one. It's in Europe and and it's kind of goes away from the zombie thing and it's more of a um. Then no, I played five. But there's a moment in that where you first get into the town with Mm -hmm. all these like insane villagers, and the church bell starts ringing, and they all get up and they're like, "Oh, the church bells!" And then Mm -hmm. they leave, and they leave you, and that's like almost exactly the moment in this when he's been being attacked by all these like punk kids out on the street, and the dad comes out and is like, "Please, no." Children. Yeah. Oh, the sobbing of this guy is just so memorable. Oh yeah. Just yeah. And, and it's I, an enemy that Jack can't fight. Yeah, he can't fight kids. Yeah. No. Uh, but he wins in the end. He does. And I think we all win because we get to see Jack with a pacifier. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god, Jack's oh, god. Uh, techno it was, outfit. It was his, so his good. rave outfit. Was perfect. Oh, it was amazing on so many levels. The yeah. Cat in the hat hat. And yeah. Yeah. Like a vest and a pacifier. I have to say, a lot of the outfits from this season that Jack was forced to wear was pretty spectacular. And this one was top of the line. Oh, it was so good. Oh, man. I love this. And it was so colorful, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Such a beautiful, like, artistic palette for it. I I wrote down a a quote I really liked, which was, Music maker man, your beats are bad. (laughs) Oh, God. I did. I love that. When I I heard that one, I did yell out. And then, like, yes. And then afterward, he's like, never dance to this evil beat again. (laughs) They, like, went hard against the music. It's it's like a reverse footloose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking the whole time. Oh, man. It was so good. Um, Then we had uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Which Mm -hmm. was their Western episode. Yeah. With the... the fight on the top of the train that was going cross country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that was and so good. And the weird, weird sexual couple? relationship between <clears throat> uh, the the villain cowboy and his his ex wife, who he has a restraining order against. Oh yeah. Which was I, I love that. Detail. Yeah, I oh, yeah. do. <laughs> I love that he has a restraining order against her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she's crazy. <laughs> and in the end, he, like he he admits, like, no, there's a reason we're not together. It's because you're emotionally <laughs> abusing me. <laughs> I also love. In this episode, and this comes back in other episodes, Jack has no idea how to deal with women. No. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's so true. He really doesn't. He has no game. <laughs> no. That's why I relate to Jack so much uh, <laughs> yeah. watching all these episodes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, when she comes by smiling at him on the train, and he's just like, uh, hello, okay, carry on. She's yeah. like, I sure would love to go up top. Yeah. And he's like, well, enjoy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, there, there's a moment where Jack is clearly, I'm not sure if it's attracted, but at least intimidated by her. Yeah. Where, mm-hmm. where if things were perfect, maybe maybe he would. Yeah. But um, he's so oblivious. Yeah. yeah. 
Also, I, I don't know. Like, watching more and more into this show, too, I feel like Jack is always on guard for everything. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, well, I mean, not... I, there, was, there was an episode. Let me try to find where it was. Uh, is it Seasons? Or, uh, um, no. Well, that's, that's, I think that's it's season four, Jack four. and the Creature. Where, no. Um, it's What's where he's on like a scavenger hunt to find a bunch of jewels with this one guy that has the same color scheme as Aku. Oh, the oh, yeah, toad. Yeah, the swamp. Yeah, the swamp okay, swamp yeah, Jack monster. and the Swamp Monster. Um, that one bothered me so much because it was so obvious. That it was Aku. Yeah. yeah no, it was. But he, he knew yeah. it was Aku. I know. Yeah. yeah but but I, the I, whole same. time, like before getting to that point, I was like, you've been through this already. Don't fall for it again, oh, yeah. you they idiot. They did it with the lady. <clears throat> yeah. But I felt I, that. I'm glad he learned, but still. That same way I felt um, during, <clears throat> it's an episode in season four. It's the, uh, the Death by Seasons. Where he smells the uh, water at the... Well, again, have not watched season mm. four yet. I understand that, but I'm just saying, like, he sniffs water at a... And he knows it's a trap. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is ridiculous how he is always on guard. He's like Jack yeah. Bauer, yeah. but a samurai. And uh, uh, we won't keep bringing up season yeah. four episodes, but the one with all <clears throat> the bounty hunters... Yes. Uh, as soon as they, like, spring their trap, Jack is just oh, on. He's and it's like he was never off. Yeah, yeah. again, can't relate. <laughs> I haven't watched season four. Okay, we're I'm sorry. sure we can refer back to this season. Yeah, but this, this will be like this, an Easter egg we'll about it. that yes. we, we plop in here for the viewers. And they'll be like, oh, that's what they were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, what viewers sound like. I'm just kidding. I love you viewers. <laughs> <laughs> viewers? Listeners. 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 <laughs> but they're uh, viewing Samurai Jack. They're just <laughs> staring at their iPhone <laughs> while yeah, they're that's listening. That's what I do when I watch or listen to podcasts. Same here. When and I'm I listen driving. mainly when I'm driving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very dangerous. <laughs> um, but they, uh, have either of you seen, uh, it was a TV show back in the 90s. It was called Briscoe County Junior. Yeah, with Bruce Campbell. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yep. that I had this had a very br- like Briscoe County Jr. vibe. Yeah, and you should definitely watch that. Oh, I'll you'll watch love it. it. It's pretty. It's a typical Bruce Campbell. And it's like it's got the future element too, but it's yeah. a western, uh, and it's so oh my god. Well, I'm I'm a sucker for westerns. Like, yeah, and I I really really love all the like Sergio Leone spaghetti westerns and stuff. Mm-hmm. Here's how I feel about. Uh, Ezekiel Clench, that's the name of our cowboy villain, yeah. a bounty hunter trying to get Jack, and his ex-wife Josephine. Uh-huh. Um, I loved them, and I was rooting for them a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> like Even though it was totally against Jack, Jack was such a non-entity in this episode, uh-huh. because these two were full of so much personality. Oh yeah, It's much like uh, Jack and the Scotsman. Yeah, mm-hmm. and almost almost every, like, skipping ahead, uh, the, the, guy, the cat burglar that he runs into at oh, the, yeah. the season finale. Yep. Yeah. I did love, this was the episode where I really like thought to myself, I'm like, I'm amazed that they just dive in and give so much character depth for yeah. each of their like one-off villains that it doesn't feel like it was a half-assed episode at yeah. all. Yeah. Well, I mean, it really feels like they had a phenomenal <clears throat> character design team yeah. for this show. And even in... Episodes that can be a little dull or slow. There's always some awesome character or yeah, some that cool just catches design, your eye. You know? Yeah. yeah. How oh, do man. you feel about Jack in Egypt? So we touched I, on it a little bit last time. Mm-hmm. That was a great episode. Yeah, I, I like this one a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a very like simple premise mm-hmm. because it wasn't one with a lot of plot going on. But it just starts out with 
uh, Aku raises these three demons who are minions of Set, mm-hmm. and it's just like Egyptian god. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and and says take out Jack. Yeah, and it's just these immortals. Like, yeah, and it's yeah. a really brutal battle. He has no way of fighting them. Uh, and it does something that I, I think sort of actually becomes a pattern in this season, which I think was a, a good move, is it has a very video game-y feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very like, collect the pieces of the scarab. Yeah, and then use it to defeat the <laughs> sub-boss. Mm-hmm. So this episode made me weirdly kind of uh, sad, uh, just because of the whole nostalgic feel. Because mm-hmm. like, then you, you always you keep remembering, oh yeah, Jack is so far away from everyone he ever knew. He is it has a loner. flashback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how he figures out how to beat these guys, is because he remembers being there as a Being kid. there as a small child, learning how to fight in Egypt. All these, these friends he had, these yeah. experiences he had. Yeah. It reminded me, my like favorite animated musical is The Prince of Egypt. Ah, <laughs> yes. And Great at, soundtrack. At the beginning, when they're like running through the temples, like, we're not supposed to <clears throat> play here. I was yeah. like, ooh, this is just like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that fight was, I remember just sitting and watching it, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, they are taking Jack to town, and this is like one of his worst battles yet, and it feels like we had so many episodes where we keep getting into like, uh oh, even worse. Mm-hmm. And Jack has to just barely survive yeah. any of this. Like, I find that this season has been kind of plot repeats of the previous seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, t- heightened, like yeah. taken to the next level. Second beats. Yeah. Exactly. What yeah. will the third beat be? Uh, now, this episode. Connecting them all together. This <laughs> anyway. episode did end in a literal Deus Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where. He, he remembers puts the, something together, yeah. and a god shows up and saves the day. <laughs> yeah, god from the machine. And the ending uh, is like him asking the question. Oh yeah, so I funny. love I love the ending because the whole episode was pretty epic, and also oh, yeah. it was really silent most yeah. of the time, mm-hmm. except for when he was in a flashback. Yeah. Right. Um, I love that at the end it was just like him asking Set, who came down to save him from uh, his minions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hey, I was wondering if you knew about a portal that could take <laughs> me back time. to my time, by any chance? Giant god just, just looks down at him ugh. and then just goes just away. Leaves. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, guess not. <laughs> <laughs> the princess is in another a castle. Beautifully <laughs> awkward moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. They played that silence so yeah. well. Oh, my God. That was like a you could feel the judgment from the set who has an eagle head. Think Egyptian. Yeah. yeah you like it was just uh, no expression on that eagle's face. Yeah. And then leaving. <laughs> well, and you can see, like, that's where uh, Tartakovsky's experience with, you know, more straight comedy things like yeah. that. Yeah. Labrador oh, yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. shines through. Because he can throw in a really funny moment. When yeah. And he, he knew, to. too. I think he needed to, like alleviate that stress that everybody was going through for the rest of that episode because everyone's yeah. like holy shit jack could die mm-hmm. yeah but he won't because uh, it's samurai jack um unless he's going to come back from the underworld which is always a possibility yeah. mm-hmm. um but it was just like okay let's throw in this joke to just like okay jack's fine yeah, <laughs> yeah. he gets uh, it and it's a normal day for jack yeah it's wonderful um so this next episode jack and the traveling creatures is Maybe it's because of, of the context of where we mm-hmm. are right now in time, uh, but this is one of my favorite episodes because it kind of hints at yes. the upcoming season. Yeah. 
which so I love. Exciting. It's I'm really excited about it. Uh, basically, what happens is uh, Jack uh, hears about a portal, and his path finds him at a lake. And he, through the help of a lot of mysterious, sort of uh, vague creatures, they're all like mm-hmm. ancient entities. Yeah, with, yeah, that like not a lot of detail to them, but like you can feel there's a lot of history there. Mm-hmm. Um, that with the help of these creatures to a portal where that he eventually cannot enter because the the creature guarding it is too strong. He's just like, you're not the guy who's going to beat me. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, there's a line in it that I, I just love where Jack is like, just once, just once, I would like <laughs> to get to my goal without having to battle for it. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I'll fight if I have <sighs> to. Oh, there's there's God. so many moments like that this whole season where Jack's like, yep, getting used to that. Mm-hmm. Well, and you see like, sad. like how tired and how repetitive things are. And it seems yeah. like the fifth season is the culmination of all that. And Tartakovsky says he always planned on this story mm-hmm. wrapping up. So yeah, no. I very much believe... That like this was planned. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like he's in purgatory. Yeah. And he oh, is totally. Just, he's it, just doing constantly he, doing the same thing over and over. It feels like a Greek myth. It's just yep. pushing that boulder up the mountain. Yeah. And just every day. This all day. Yeah. Oh jeez, it makes me so sad to think about that as potentially what is. Maybe he's just in his mind, and a coup just put him in a coma. <laughs> I mean, I, I doubt that that Jenny would no, lay he, that on us. Uh, that <laughs> oh would be God! A, uh, no, that'd be, that'd be a terrible ending. I don't. He's had this long to think. He of an was ending. a dream in an autistic boy's mind. Uh, Jacob's no ladder. Which, uh, Jacob's ladder. Which actually <laughs> is is not as far off from the plot of the original comic. Oh no! Based on as you uh, might think. Don't tell me that. <laughs> uh, for Ronan. Yeah, yeah. Because um, the when the samurai, who actually never existed, that's part of Ronin. Mm-hmm. Um, but the samurai, there is a a kid who, or there, a a person who has no arms and legs, and yeah. is mm-hmm. severely uh, mentally retarded because he was abused when he was a kid because he didn't have arms and legs and. He has powerful psychic powers, and mm-hmm. he's mentally cut them off. Mm-hmm. And he creates this samurai character and like the things around it using his own psychic powers and okay, stuff like that. Well, so, I'm gonna say right I now, I hope that's not it. And I'm sure that uh, it's too late. But uh, Jendi, if if that is the way Ooh, you yeah. end this show, um, figure figure out how to change it. Or just let us know so we don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I need to have an ending. I, I almost don't care what it is, but like, yeah. don't Listen, make it be that. I already gave him my money. He has my subscription on iTunes. I'm ready for this. Just let me know not to watch it, because I don't want that to be how mm-hmm. Jack ends. Anyway, the, the reason why this episode, the way this ended, was so exciting, and the reason why we're talking about the current yep. season, is yeah. because uh, the, the creature that he is <clears throat> unable to defeat says to him, you are not the one to beat me for now, or something mm-hmm. like that. Yet. The, the Yet. portal like speaks to him and like shows yeah. him a vision. It shows yeah, him and the vision is Jack. Jack. And Jack. Uh, with like, a beard... As a and king. a crown, yeah, and with like a shoulder thing. Basically, it's the Jack that we've seen in the previews, but without the crown. Five. Yeah, oh, it's so he exciting. So get excited, everyone! He's got that three hundred vibe to him too. Yeah, and I, I just feel like it's too clear a thing for this not to come back. For oh this God! Not to oh yeah. Be... No. Yeah. No, they set this up. They intended fully to revisit that at some point, yeah. but the show ended for whatever reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, the reason the show ended, because I, I was looking into this, is um, after season four, they were just exhausted. It was oh. a very, very high production show. Mm-hmm. And they said, okay, let's take nine months off and I'll do the Clone Wars because I can't do both because he had just gotten that Clone Wars uh, thing, which is like a mini-sode yeah. thing. And he did that, and then nine months came back, and he was like, all right, let's do Samurai Jack again. They're like, things have sort of changed, and we don't uh-huh. really have room for the show. Damn. We'll try and our... find space for it, and then it just kept getting pushed off. Yeah, it kept getting pushed off, and he's been saying since 2012 that he wanted to end it with a movie. Mm. Um, and that was the plan. And finally, he just recently pitched it to Cartoon, Cartoon Network, Network. Yeah. and they were like, all right, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, no, now's the time to cash in on nostalgia. So. Oh, my yeah. God. That's why we're, this podcast exists. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, moving on from that, Jack uh, and the Creature, which yeah. is the one that I was, you know, wait, no, that's not the one I was angry about. Uh, oh, this my is the My Neighbor Totoro. Totoro. Oh, yeah. With the dumbest I creature. This was, was one of my least favorites. Awesome. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I'm i a sucker for uh, any uh, studio Ghibli stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, this one, d- it, it, it was bad. <laughs> it was legitimately obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> and that was what grinded against me so much. I'm just like, he's already got shit hard enough for him. Yeah. And then you get this just this, uh, dopey this dog. Really dopey, yeah, bear that like was really clingy. Yeah. And would not leave him alone. And he eats the fucking portal. Uh, yeah. Jesus Christ. It's like, come on. Just like, that's not forgivable. How are we no. how's this supposed to win us in the end? And I'll admit that uh, it did win me in the end. <laughs> when when Jack <laughs> when Jack was like, hey, 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 bud, let's let's go. And yeah. it was just all hugs. Yeah. Um, but still, it just the, the, the journey to it was not fun. Uh, <laughs> it's always annoying. painful whenever Jack gets like within distance. And like one of the episodes that really got to me was coming later on in this season uh, with the monks. Um, the Shaolin monks? Um, oh, that one destroyed me. Oh, yeah. That so was good. such so a good. Oh, man. I mean, hell, let's talk about it now. We'll get back to the other episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we can skip. To just because yeah. I feel like we're going to spend a lot of it's time. It's tied, just going into those, because this season has been building for these episodes. Yeah. Just Jack getting within, like, uh, a hair of getting back. And yeah. But he's is, not thinking fourth dimensionally in this episode. This is where, like, we see, again, his biggest flaw. Where he's too self-sacrificing to yep. be able to go into the past, prevent all of this. It happened to help before, s- and it happens again. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, uh, Jack, fighting with some Shaolin warriors, uh, manages to get to a portal, which is being defended by a lot of, of uh, statue guards. And uh, they're doing great enough to get to the portal, but at one point, Jack has to decide whether he's going to go through the portal or let... What? The warriors die. that are helping him die trying to prevent the statues from getting to him. Uh, that was... Yeah, guess what Jack picks. Yeah. He, <laughs> Anything he that belonged to a he season four. Yeah. It's the end of the show. But that's yeah. his humanity. I honestly, I, I legitimately think he's like, if I'm not being who I am, then yeah. what's the point? And yeah. I mean, he says that at some point during this show. Yeah. Um, but it's so devastating. But he's also not thinking fourth dimensionally and just like, if I go back the in time, picture. I will stop a coup and these people will not be dead yeah. in this horrific yeah. world. And, and that, that's Jack in a nutshell yeah. because his whole journey is to stop this world from existing. Yeah. But he still takes the time he cares about them. for every person that he sees oh, yeah. in pain. He's got to go mm-hmm. help them. 
It's which, nuts. <laughs> um, but I, the, one of the things that I love so much about this episode, too, is the first part mm-hmm. of him finding his people. Yeah, kindred oh, yeah. spirits. People Brothers. he'd actually... In fact, one of them... Well, he knew. He knew that old monk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is like... I, I Just I, like, I was a kid when I saw you, yeah. and you were nice to me. And now I'm in charge of these entire this entire people that's hidden from Aku, and I love that little cutaway. Just like, no, while you're here, Aku can't see us, and Aku's just like looking at a portal, just like, what? Staticky <laughs> <laughs> television. Yeah. Um, that was that was a great because this was a very serious episode. Yeah. But that one moment was so funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, the fight that he has with the Shaolin monks. And I'm just like, when I saw them fighting, I'm just like, wait, he, I know he trained with Shaolin monks. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, and then just like, wait, you know this. And yeah. The, <laughs> the recognition and the excitement of it. Yeah. was so good. Which also brought to like show you how deep they went with like studying the martial arts that they put into this too. Because mm-hmm. there was such a like attention to detail for like the forms. And mm-hmm. it's just like, wow. I, no, I noticed when they were um, practicing their forms. Yeah. Like the animation of it was so like great, yeah. Fluid like and de- very demonstrating gorgeous. it. And I, I've compared this a few times to, to Avatar, Avatar yeah. which came later. And I think this is an episode where I, you know, the the seeds that eventually became yeah. Avatar in the animation world are just so clear because mm-hmm. they had so much attention to detail in the physicality. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this also literally has an episode where a character who's hundreds of years in the future meets a friend who's really old now, which yeah, happens. yeah. We He's talked about time. that. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, no. And that reminds me of like the featurettes that I watched of Avatar where they're just like, okay, we wanted uh, we wanted air to be based on Bakwa and they're just yeah. like and they had everything like mapped out for each martial art and it was Yeah, just, I feel like they definitely took it from from Samurai Jack because they like oh, yeah, no, all the fighting yeah. styles are very specific and real. Yeah. yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. Well and one thing I think we mentioned last time and uh, Tartakovsky has said about this show is that he just was unimpressed by how animation had done fighting and action yeah, and wanted to do it right. And yeah. this was just a phenomenal animated kung fu show. Yeah. And Samurai Jack is just all about paying homage to things. Yeah. And uh, I feel like they really yeah. like revered and showed... Like with the honor. Speaking of paying homage, uh, mm-hmm. going back one episode, Jack in the Haunted House. Oh man, oh. it was such a perfect horror story because I was like, "Fucking like, what is happening?" I was creeped out. Yeah, like, and I'm 33. I was watching this and I'm just like, "Oh shit!" And it's definitely <laughs> like, uh, is taking cues from Japanese horror and American mm-hmm. horror, like put into one. Yeah. It was really creepy. One yeah. thing also, like, I know people have talked to me about in screenwriting that's, like, a really important concept is, like, rhythm and release, mm-hmm. which is, like, when you know, you have to, you can't just be on and on and on the whole time, even though mm-hmm. sometimes it's pretty good about that. But this episode manages to really, like, build up the horror and then give you a moment. For those of you who haven't seen the episode or, or need a refresher, it, it's like he yeah. follows this little girl into mm-hmm. a house trying to give uh, a stuffed animal back to her. Mm. And the house just gets creepier. The windows go away. Yeah. Things are, He's the geography's in. changing. And then he suddenly is in this perfect serene room. Oh, God, which was the creepiest part to me. With a traditional Japanese family who thinks nothing is wrong. Yeah, like, it started from being um, kind of 
normal on the outside, and then it would build uh, up into like a kind of more dilapidated house. It was getting creepier. This like the color palette was getting darker and just high contrast. Yeah, and then it suddenly just like broke all of that and went to a very beautiful, clean, nice pastel, nice pastel, really rich colors that were just not like in your face or anything. And it was quiet, and the music was very calm. Mm -hmm. And then he. The father goes to introduce the son, and his eyes start rolling up yeah. into his head, and everyone's mouth just starts so yeah. Up. The the and mother's great. eyes roll back. The girl starts crying. I I was like, I I got goosebumps watching. Yeah, I, I got too. goosebumps now thinking about it. Again. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Um. But oh my god! And then it goes into like one of my other. I I love this show so much for its artistic style. Oh yeah, and it's so willing in... to do something it's never done before. Yeah, yeah, this was like again, this was something completely different than any other genre that they visited. But and the style of the animation completely different and yeah. just crazy, but still very Jacks, very Samurai yeah. Jack. Jack gets drawn into another like dimension to fight this ghost. It's like Aha's take on me. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's like a hand drawn calligraphy, but yeah. much more frenetic and like uh, panic. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very uh, like herky jerky. Yeah, and you could see that in the characters too, like the family right before. Mm-hmm. You would see them like twitch or just like have a jerk motion. Yeah, and that transformed into that fight, which was just crazy oh. and just. It was disorienting. Disin- yeah, you know, disorienting. Yeah, Disin- whatever. It felt. It felt very much I'm like. I'm feeling it now. <laughs> like the old Japanese art, of like, it's not even like a not even the, like the classic wave, but it's sort of what that was based off of. Yeah, but it's very just like a hand drawn thing. Only mm. in black and white. Yeah. Well, and and it also I, I definitely saw the influences of Frank Miller in that. Yes. We've already talked about you know Ronan and stuff like that, but like it had a very kinetic but rough oh yeah like it it, it, i wouldn't minimalist is not exactly the right thing but it it was just very much about the action and the movement of the the figures this is how i would describe it so you know how in creepy movies uh when a kid is drawing something and it's just kind of like something hastily drawn in black (laughs) yeah Uh uh, it it was that style and i scribbled i feel like the herky-jerky motion kept you uneasy too yeah where it's just like okay we built up all this suspense with all this really messed up stuff in the episode and we're just still gonna keep you like guessing at what's happening too i was wondering how this could possibly end well because it was just a hellscape oh i think it could have totally ended the way that it like at first implied yeah where it's just like i'm sorry your family i couldn't save them you need to leave yeah Yeah. they've been dead for years you're alone and they're dead but then they (laughs) i feel like he had to be like oh this is a kid show still yeah i can't do this until season five probably Mm -hmm. (laughs) and something fun aku wasn't in this episode no yeah so this was its own. This evil was, a, that was yeah, part yeah. Of an this evil house. wholly unknown. We've had that before. Yeah, I can't remember anything off the top of my head, but I mean, there have been like just bad things that Jack has just fought. Yeah. Well, uh, and also oh, the three archers. Yeah. Um, that was its own like little mm-hmm. entity. But you know, the impression I get too, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's also definitely supported by the origin of Aku, mm-hmm. uh, ones that are coming up yeah. after this is even if there's Aku, the individual presence, he's also a corruption. Yeah. He yeah. is just 
an influence over the entire world. And him mm. being there and him touching things just makes everything more evil and more terrible and people greedier and worse. And well, let's get into it yeah. because just the title lead-in. alone, yeah. The Birth of Evil, How Two-parter. Aku Came to Exist. Uh, this was is a mind-blowing episode. It won me. an Emmy. Really? It yeah, it won uh, two Emmys, actually. Because yeah. it was two episodes? That. <laughs> no, no, um, in different categories. For what? Uh, one was like outstanding episode, uh, less than an hour, and then okay. another one was like outstanding <clears throat> um, art direction or something like that, uh-huh. or story. I'm not sure. Outstanding screenplay. Who knows? <laughs> well, uh, I'll look it up. <laughs> one thing I love about this episode is that it, its story was sort of foreshadowed in the Aku Tales, yeah. one that he did earlier, where he's telling stories to children, and the first story he tells is about like gods on their chariots fighting a black mass. Yeah, evil. yeah. And then you see it here, and it's we not... see Odin, Ra, and uh, and, and uh, Vishnu. Yeah, yeah uh, right. very big gods of three different religions, um, or not even religions, just like old uh, folklore. Yeah, <laughs> just like the. Pantheons of yeah. Listen, yeah. as a Greek, I'm offended that Zeus wasn't there. Ah, uh, you don't yeah. exist. Oh. <laughs> uh, hey, they they get their due because uh, yeah. Kronos gets a, a whole. Oh yeah, he does. Him, he does. We kind of skipped over that one, but uh, which one was that? It's the swamp one because they're they're trying oh, yeah, to find the his... helm of Kronos. Yeah, like three gems. Uh, so yeah, which uh, is another god episode that we were talking about before. There's a this, bunch of gods. This episode's really good because um, it was. Brutal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All throughout. It was how uh, Aku came to be on Earth. And he came to be, after being defeated by gods, he uh, became an amorphous uh, sort of being that crashed into Earth and, and was killed just. Killed the a, dinosaurs. Yeah, killed yeah. the dinosaurs. He was the reason. And we saw a dinosaur slowly die. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That's, that's how this starts out. <clears throat> and yeah. uh, it's like he, he looks like a tar pit. It's a little um, piece of that giant. Like it feels like it's the evil in the universe. Well, it yeah. felt to me kind of like um, the monolith in two thousand one: A Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Yes, totally. Because you saw him just touching man throughout. Yeah. You know their existence. People would sink into it. Things would yeah. get lost. Oh well, after the dinosaurs, we see a caveman uh, slowly like sucked in the pit. The, the way that this was done was really beautiful because we see him sucked in the pit, and uh, his caveman friend is trying to get him out and calling to others for help. And like the camera goes to the others, and we see the others run off screen, and we see them all screaming. And um, then a tree po- um, pops out of the ground where the camera is, and that lets you know they didn't save their friend. No. no. Not to mention, it, this is jumping a tiny bit ahead, but we see the origin of actual Aku, and it's tied to Jack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jack's family. It's like his father created him, in yeah. a sense. So yeah. that's why it's Jack's... It's a son trying to make up for the sins of the father. Yeah. Not even, even the they were of the un- like inadvertent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um but it is it is interesting to see how tied together the like mythology the of Jack is. and Aku. Like their fates were always together and just in one way or another. Potter and beautiful Voldemort. episode. It is a beautiful yeah. episode. Still fucking dark and yeah. awful. Yeah. Like, yeah. we see a lot of people die. We see, well, like, n- this was another, like, great off-camera thing, but the, there was a dog that died, mm-hmm. destroyed by mm-hmm. Aku, sucked into a pit, and, like, the the lasting image of that era was the owner crying. Yeah. Oh, and that destroyed me. And when Aku came into existence, 
he immediately just like raises a, a enormous tree up out of the ground mm-hmm. and chains the emperor to it yeah. and makes mm-hmm. him watch as he just burns. crucifies him to yeah. the thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, bye. I'm going to go and destroy everything you love. Oh, yeah. no. And worse than that was uh, the only way that Aku was able to finally take physical form was uh, because the emperor set out to try to poison the lake. To try and get rid of the evil that yeah. had been yeah. encroaching on the world. So Aku uh, p- like posted him up, kind of looking like Jesus. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he had him up on a, a, in a cross form. And uh, forced him to watch him destroy his city where his pregnant wife is. Which also, if you remember the image of his father crucified to that rock and remember the flat, the, uh, yeah. the um, trailer for season five, it shows him over like a mini Jack as just like, I feel like it's a vision. And he's just like, he's like you've you forgotten, forgotten your, yeah. your path or just like, Jesus. and it's just like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Crucified Jesus. <laughs> but it's just like, uh, that was, I remember watching the trailer. I'm like, holy fuck. Cause it was before I had watched this too. And I'm just like, it affected me that much when I saw it. And then seeing this, I'm like, oh, God, it's Jack's dad. No, something <laughs> something that's interesting. Oh, yeah, finding out that it was Jack's dad, it was like, damn. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting because I feel like these, these seasons, with their repetitiveness, we see Jack slowly getting beaten down to the point where maybe he will forget, like, his mission, his like, cause he's overwhelmed with a sense of duty. Mm-hmm. Like he's not doing this because like he personally finds enjoyment. He's doing this because he is, is the bound. key to he's saving not- the universe from Aku. And he's I have a like feeling known since he was like six. Yeah. Yeah. I have a feeling that uh, this whole thing that he's trained his whole life for that has been so repetitive and has been beating him down so much that he's becoming more cynical to the point where maybe the fifth season will be him trying to find that spark again. Yeah. Well, I read the article that I tagged you guys on where it was the first review of somebody had posted after watching like the first episode. Of the like, first two episodes of season five or yeah, something? Yeah, something like, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Did you read it or no? I did. Because, I mean, it's talking about... like The first episode is him with... like He's essentially like alone. Yeah. Like, every, a coup's been running rampant for 50 years mm-hmm. and killed... Everybody, <laughs> and it, it's like even the because you see in the show there's these moments of lightness and yeah. things that are still good, but Aku is always encroaching on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. fifty years later, there's less of that. It's probably it's all gone. gone. Yeah, so Jack doesn't have the like little pieces of humanity to remember what he's fighting for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's why he's just fully embraced in the trailer and like the little featurette. You see, he's got a gun now. Yeah. yeah. He has a spear. He's on a motorcycle. He wears like samurai futuristic version of yeah. samurai armor. Yeah. yeah, and it's just and he has a mask on. Yeah. Before, I mean, Jack was just open to everybody. It's just like I'm not hiding from anybody. Yeah. And he's not doing it now, but he's become like. Batman. Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or more like, in this case, like the Red Hood. Yeah. It's just like, yes. I'm going to destroy. <laughs> I don't care anymore. He's Dark Knight Batman. Yeah. So, yeah. in The Birth of Evil, uh, Part two. we not only see the origins of Aku, but we also see the origins of Jack's sword. Yeah. Yeah. It's Created, forged, given yeah. by the gods 
mm-hmm. by Ra, Vishnu, and Odin, who defeated him in the sky, but was like, you're on your own on Earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, fuck you, gods. I, I Zeus think totally would have been involved in that. And I think, it w- oh yeah, Zeus, I mean, they, Zeus loved to get all up in the mortal business. Oh yeah, <laughs> no. He was a shapeshifter too. Yeah. So uh, it was it was great to see like we've seen Jack wield this sword a ton of times, but mm-hmm. it was great to see its origins and to see his dad like kick ass at it because like it makes sense like oh yeah Jack oh. is this guy's son. And this so, is a precursor to the first episode, the first movie, yeah. where we mm-hmm. you know it alludes to it. It's just like your father has a sword and he was a he's a great warrior and yeah. he has to do this. Um, and he trapped Aku in that, like, what was it, a tree, basically? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care about that. <laughs> um, but also, how badass was Jack's dad? I mean, he went full Boromir. He had, yeah. he oh, was yeah. just stuck full of arrows, fighting an entire army of Akus. Oh, my God. But lived. He lived yeah. in the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Literally. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then on the day of Aku's defeat... Uh, Jack was born. Mm-hmm. Oh, he goes man. back and he sees his his wife with their yeah. new child. It made me realize that um, it was Harry Potter. Yeah. For <laughs> the they had only maybe eight years of respite Training? respite mm-hmm. oh, yeah. from Jack from Aku. Yeah. Because um, like in the first uh, episode in the premiere, the premiere movie. <clears throat> um, yeah, Jack is sent away because Aku has returned, and yeah. they are going to try to stave that off for as long as they can, so Jack can train to defeat him. Which yeah. they did really well, because Jack trained into his teenage years, oh, yeah. running and hiding. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, that, remember, the whole time, the Emperor spent chained up and turning a wheel by himself. Jesus. So basically, we've seen that almost the entire world and the, the whole history of the planet has been plagued by Aku, mm-hmm. except for those years that they had him as a tree, which was very small in the grand sc- scheme of things. And it's just like, how how is Jack, this man lost in time, going to defeat such an evil that has existed since no. forever? Now, um, Maybe there... that's the point. Maybe he never can. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe it's like real world. Well, I'm like, part of it seems... The whole idea of Aku is he's not truly defeatable. Even when the gods took him down, all it took mm-hmm. was a little bit, and he grew from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there were some comics that came out. I have not read them, but I, I read through some synopses of them. And Tartakovsky's now said like, "All right, the show's coming back, so those are decanonized." And yeah. I think that they uh, like just like what Star Wars. Yeah. yeah, but I, I think also like he was <clears throat> a little like, "All right, I told them they could make comics. I didn't tell them they could like wrap the story up." Come yeah. On. Oh, they wrapped it up? Yeah, in the comics. How? Uh, you know, I, I did not read that You comic. didn't? Oh. I, I thought about it, but I, I did not You didn't want to it. taint it? No. But <laughs> apparently there is, and I think this is an interesting idea, there was a uh, story arc in it where the whole idea is that uh, Jack's father was granted the blade by divine right. Like, he was pure enough, and his cause was important enough that mm-hmm. he could mm-hmm. have that blade. And it was given to Jack. And the idea in the comic is that he breaks the blade and then has to earn his own like divine right mm. to his own new blade created by oh, the gods. Like Scott Wait, Pilgrim. we uh, <laughs> we skipped over a small detail in Jack and the Swamp Monster where Aku uh, has the sword. Oh no, no, in Jack and the Zombies, uh-huh. where Aku has the sword, but he can't. He can't stab Jack. He can't stab Jack because Jack is too pure. Yeah, and, to, and his evil mission can't wield is the to sword correctly. yeah, yeah. So, anyway, back to now. 
Ooh, that's... Anyway, I just thought that that comic thing was an interesting story. So yeah. those, those comics might be worth checking out. Although, yeah. again, not canon anymore. I wouldn't mind checking out the synopses yeah. to see how they might inspire this. Right. Just like old Star Wars, how like Ben... Uh, or like uh, Han and Leia's kids, they had twins, and they were sort of inspired with mm. yeah. episode seven. Yeah, And a character designer <clears throat> from seasons one through four was at the helm of the comic books. Oh. oh. Okay. So that's cool. That's cool. Mm. Uh, well, anything. How does, oh. how does Jack's dad beat Aku? In an epic samurai battle. Mm-hmm. Oh, this was like, this is also where it's still messed up. Um, Aku fights Jack's dad uh, by taking the form and the armor of a lot of his fellow fallen soldiers. Yeah, oh, which is God. crazy. Yeah. Uh, while the town is burning around him, I yeah. think his wife and kid is dead because I wasn't exactly <clears throat> sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure he thought so. Too. It yeah. looked like it because, I mean, everything is bl- flaming and yeah. being attacked yeah. by Aku. I was like, how are you going to rebuild from this? <clears throat> but he defeats him. The thing that I was wondering was maybe... I mean, we're led to believe that when Jack's father shot the poison arrow into the lake, that that made Aku take physical form, and that made things worse. That made him stronger somehow. Mm -hmm. But I'm wondering if it actually made him weaker, making him take physical form, because uh, if he had stayed that undefeatable lake thing... Mm-hmm. Like it, he was he in would, the Earth's core. He yeah, was in the crust. He was he was slowly taking over the Earth. I think that the and they showed this too. I mean, the elixir that they had was supposed to defeat evil. Yeah, and I feel like it did because it's like a fungus because mm-hmm. you bear the only part that you see of a fungus. A fungus can be like the biggest fungus in the world is like. Miles and miles long. Right, it's underneath like the rainforest. Yeah, it's like a big old network. And yeah. it doesn't care about like the politics about no. something or what it can gain. It's no. just taking over. Yeah, it's an unthinking just yeah. mass. Well, but with, the elixir bound it to human form. Yeah, and that's it made him have human qualities like greed. Yeah, like but uh, it gave him intelligence, and I think yeah. that ambition and intelligence a, drove it. Because I mean, when you look at it, that that evil core had been there for probably millions of years. And then, over a couple hundred years, because Aku now has the form he has now, he's able to take over and destroy the entire world. He's he's able to take Mm. over, but we don't see him destroying the world. We just see him running the world and owning the world. Whereas before, it was just complete and utter destruction without any regard to what was going to come from mm-hmm. it after. Uh-huh. Um, but now, like, he's, like, kind of adapted and coexisted with the world. While it's still evil and destructive, it's not wholly destructive because he has a whole town that, like, creates things in his name. He's a god. True. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Aku wants, but it's also causing him to be weaker in the term of being evil. I think yeah. it really was the, the cure to it. Because, I mean, the elixir gave him... It, granted, it gave him intelligence, it gave him purpose, but it still created him so he's not all-powerful. Yeah. Because, I mean, with a fungus, you can clean it off of the, like, off of the surface, but it's still alive underneath. Mm-hmm. And this, the elixir did what it did. It, it made it vulnerable, so Aku is in human form, or, you know, his yeah. form. So he can be killed. And I think it harkens back to the first fight 
that uh, the gods had with him too, because mm-hmm. all of their weapons were burning him like the sword does. And the only oh, that was reason a great he survived, detail. Yeah, oh, yeah. The only reason he survived was it was too big of a piece and it didn't burn all the way through. Yep. And it landed and killed everything. Mm-hmm. And it's it's pretty incredible, like what this these two episodes help show for like the whole backstory of this entire like relationship between Jack and Aku. It just puts the scale of the conflict in yeah. order. Oh, in huge terms. Yeah. Like uh, before. Again, it was just the story. The first, the premiere movie did have that mythological aspect to it, but uh, this one, like, really put it on such a huge grand scale. Like, Mm -hmm. this is not just an evil that has been around for a couple centuries. This has been all time. Yeah. It's limitless. Yeah. Um, Which makes Jack's job even harder. (laughs) Which also makes me think about how everybody in the world, too, like those years that Jack was training was sacrificing themselves to keep this one child alive. Yeah. And that comes in season four with one of my favorite episodes, but we won't talk about that now. But it was just, you see it in the first episodes too when he's going around and training. It's just like playing a shell game of keeping this child secret. Yeah. And it was, it just boggles the mind and how like, massive this entire thing is now jack is both odysseus and jesus yeah <laughs> jack's everybody yeah uh, and jack sis- jack is yeah. the essential cambellian cambellian hero yeah you know, the hero's he's, journey he's the hero yeah. yeah it's very archetypal yeah so this that was a heavy episode yeah uh we could almost do a whole show on that one alone <laughs> yeah. honestly <laughs> we almost did i mean <laughs> let's be real that's the season finale. Yeah. Like, yeah. This next episode was was just kind of meant to make things a little lighter. Yeah, it's a funsies episode. Yeah. yeah. Let's also bring it like because <laughs> the uh, the the birth of evil, no Jack, no Jack until the very last ten Tiny seconds. Tiny baby Jack. At Tiny the baby end. Jack, <laughs> which still no Jack. Uh, yeah. I think they just wanted to remind us that Jack exists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's still I, I really did like this episode Because the mm-hmm. mysterious stranger that Jack has to fight In order to get to The uh, thief Well, yeah. have you guys heard of or seen Any of the the Lupin the, Lupin the Third Mm-mm. It's it's a, a sort of famous older anime series um, mm-hmm. And like one of the first movies that um, Miyazaki ever directed Was a movie version of Lupin the Third Mm. And one of the characters is this that guy. Yeah. Like he's that character. Yeah. The difference is the guy always has a cigarette in his mouth and this guy <laughs> had a toothpick in his mouth. Mm-hmm. But you know, that makes sense. This is Do you have the suitcase yeah. too? Or he, no? I, I don't know about the suitcase. <laughs> I'm not I I've seen mm-hmm. the movie, mm-hmm. um, but I, I don't remember the specifics sure. all that well. This was a fun episode. Yeah, it was uh, a really fun episode. Or it was just a back and forth of just like trying to steal this. Yeah, trying like to one up each other. On yeah. what, and I like that in the end they did kind of gain respect for each other. Yeah. I think that they dressed him in black too, just so they could do kind of the spy versus spy vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And I did love him just randomly teleporting in and just like no explanation for anything it's just like he teleports in in the beginning yeah and then right as like jack leaves he teleports out so yeah. my uh, favorite thing about this whole episode was it was kind of um uh 
episode a competition between old versus new technology. So like Jack is m mastering this labyrinth that uh, in the beginning we learn nobody can defeat it. It's meant to defeat everybody. Mm -hmm. Jack is mastering it through his years and years of training as a warrior. And he's just like mm -hmm. extremely observational. Yeah. Like, he <laughs> doesn't even know that there are lasers. He just yeah. notices it because his breath. Like and then this mysterious stranger who I did we ever get a name? I don't think so. He's no. just the thief. Yeah. No, we'll call him Lupin the Third character. Lupin the Third character. Yeah, Lupin the Third character. Yeah. <laughs> he um he just like comes in and kind of wrecks it with like because he has technology that can help him figure out exactly what the pattern of the lasers are and yeah. he just like has no problem and he's is Thomas smirking. Crown. He's Thomas yeah. Crown. <laughs> he smirks so much at Jack throughout the whole thing, saying like, "Yeah, it's cool that you did that." Uh, here's me doing it in three seconds. And he, he, he yeah. gets the diamond for him, and Jack's like, oh, great, thanks. He's, uh, uh, it's not no, yours. No, man, I'm not. Yeah, I love <laughs> yes, that exchange. It is. No, it's not. Jack, <laughs> yes, it is. Jack did not get through that the entire thing that this guy was, like, condescending him. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> he thought, like, oh, he's my friend. <laughs> and then the ending of what happens to the jewel. Oh, yeah, just, they... As always. This is another... Right in the palm of his hand. And, and it's cracked. The way yeah. that this ends, it was Jack. He finally has this diamond that can help him go back in time. And um, but he's fighting with this guy for it. And they fall out of this pyramid um, and onto the snow. And they both land like with the diamond between them, totally fine. And they both start laughing because like <laughs> we've been fighting this whole time. But like here's this mm -hmm. thing, and then it crumbles. Yeah. Right in front of them, and they both stop laughing <laughs> and just like stare at it for a while, like, uh, stare uh, at each other. And Jack is just like, "Up, oh, next castle." Yeah, <laughs> without wordless, without yeah. even one thing. Like the the other guy, he's crying, right? Oh yeah, he's, he's crying, and Jack, blank faced, just gets up and leaves. Like, well, this, this is, how works. This is my Tuesday. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> and my favorite part of it was the last shot, which was a super super wide. Oh yeah, of just the them as two little dots. And Jack is slowly walking away. <laughs> we see soldiers from inside the labyrinth come out and start heading towards where they were. And then yeah. we see this mysterious stranger just simply and quietly teleport out. Yeah. And then the soldier's just like, eh? I yeah. just want so many, like, thinking about season five coming up, I just want so many cameos. I know. Oh, right? yeah. Just some of the amazing characters. You just and want his, some people to come back. Yeah. And which, oh, man, it just scares me thinking of, like, if things are so bad in this future, like what happened to some of his? Like I don't want to think about what happened to the Scotsman. Yeah, I know it's been fifty years. <laughs> oh God. Well, they have kids. Uh, uh, <laughs> which was sort of misleading in season four. You'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, okay, great. Um, but yeah, let's talk a little bit about season five. Just what we think about it. Well, I mean, just going off of the season finale for season three, uh, mm -hmm. we slowly see Jack. He's becoming less affected by things. He's yeah. starting to bury down all of this disappointment. Yeah. Like he's and numb to it. He's getting a lot of defeat and instead of letting it react letting him react to it, he's just like, well, this is the way things are. This is the way things keep happening. I think he's finally seeing it from last season, from season 2, the episode where he gets to the top of the mountain with the where he's making the trek and everything keeps going wrong. Yeah. And just and he, because I mean, it's the same thing with uh, Jack jumps good or Jack learns to jump good, right? Where he, he has that visceral reaction at the end when uh, the portal just you can him, fly, and it's just like, 
Or uh, no, it's the other episode. I'm sorry. There's so many where it's just so similar. Because it's just like Jack's about to get to a portal and then it's gone. Oh, yeah, In yeah. In the Shaolin but, Monk one. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, but and it's the one where uh, the beetle uh, bot just destroys the portal. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Jack has that just enormous oh. just shout at the sky. Yeah, that's right. That's the one where he ends up kind of having to find peace with those monks, as yeah. you were saying, climbing the mountain. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, my God. Every fucking time. It yeah. just feels like that would have been the line that he shouted out. Yeah. No. I would have shouted out the first time it happened. We yeah. we are losing, we are seeing him lose his confidence. Well, we saw him lose his confidence there and then a few times later. And then now it's just like the dejected acceptance it's of every like, time. this is going to be, this is the Sisyphus foot yeah. of yeah. it all. Yeah. The Sisyphus? The Sisyphus. Sisyphus. Even though we're not going into it yet, really, I think season four is even more aware of the repetitive, oh, yeah. unending yeah. nature. Well, I can't which... wait to get depressed. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Um, but yeah, no, it's, oh my God, he's just numb to it. And it's, you see the seeds of it at the end of this. Yeah. And... Well, we have to see, uh, according to that that mysterious traveling creature um, who defended the portal from Jack, we have to see Jack change. We have to see him go through a very significant change in order to defeat Aku. I mean, that's what happened in all of these other, you know, hero journey uh, type stories. Odysseus had to go through a significant change and lose his pride. <sighs> to really get it, make his way back home. Well, I like I like seeing him with a crown in that yeah. uh, thing too, because it's easy to forget that besides just being this like great samurai warrior, mm. he's also literally the son of an emperor. He's a prince. Yeah. You know? And like so there's there's a nobility to him in a, a literal and figurative sense. Yeah. Which you miss because he's just wandering around and he's I mean he's never enjoyed the ability to be a prince. Mm-hmm. He's been a warrior his entire life. He was fighting a coup yeah. his entire life. His only mission in life has like, been to beat a coup. We've seen how he tries to interact socially, and it's, it does not go well. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh, it go, it rarely life, goes well. Yeah, no. Everything's just, oh, God. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Um, there was an article just to let people know uh, since season five is coming up. If you want to go back and listen to the last episode, uh, episodes to check out from uh, Tartakovsky. Yeah. Um, check we out can... the premiere movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Check out Jack and the Three Blind Archers. Absolutely. Uh, Jack versus Mad Jack. The one where Jack fights yeah. himself. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Uh, Jack remembers the past. Uh, Jack and the Zombies, which we talked about, and Birth of Evil. Yeah. Um, if uh, we'll post a link to all these episodes uh, that Jendi himself self recommends. Uh, in the description for this episode, so yeah. along with a couple of episodes from season four, yeah, uh, which check back in a couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, binge watch that. it for season five. It's Heck coming up yeah. soon. Oh, I'll tell uh, you the one thing that's a bummer about it coming back. What is that? Hulu has changed the status of the show. Mm-hmm. So it used to be it didn't have ads on it because it was like an older show and it yeah. wasn't top priority, so they weren't selling ads on it. And now it's and now ads. it has ads. Oh yeah. well, look forward to that. See the <laughs> show as they were meant to be seen. Yeah. Uh, something I wanted breaks. to bring up with you um, that I brought up with Nicole when we were talking after the mini episode. Um, have you seen the one minute featurette or no? I don't think so. Uh, it's on iTunes. It has like a free little one minute. Thing. So check it out when you get a chance. Uh, but I don't know if Jack has his sword. 
Ooh. at the beginning of this. We'll That's find out. Question. That would yeah. be a big change. Yeah, that uh, that'd be interesting if Aku had it this entire time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Well. Tune in next time. Tune to in find next out. time. Each we'll episode is getting longer and longer for yeah. Jack because we've got all of this info now. Yeah. <laughs> that it's so fucking awesome. Yeah. I just the season was great. It's my favorite season so far, and I'm I, excited yeah. for season I mean, four. I just had a note in the last episode, mm-hmm. uh, my note on it, which was just like, man, this entire season looks so fucking good. Yeah. It, visually, it was so fantastic. So much style. And again, we say this every time, but it holds up. Yeah. So it blows me away having never seen it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. There's no, it does not feel dated at all. Mm-mm. No. It's great. Oh, man. Well, thanks for diving in this journey with us, guys. Yeah. yeah. So much fun. I love talking about it. It's so good. And we'll see you again for season four. Yeah. See Hooray. You in, see you in a couple of weeks or in a second when you play the next episode, depending on when you're <laughs> yeah. listening to this. Uh, uh, thank you, Jordan. Thank you so much. Love being here. This was fun. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see you next week yeah. <laughs> when we talk about this. And I've been Nicole. Uh, John, Jordan. And I'm uh, Jordan. Any plugs? Uh, since yeah, we last check met. out, well, it's the same plug, but check out This American Lie on uh, Facebook and iTunes. It's a podcast. Definitely. And your handle on Twitter? Uh, my whatever. Twitter handle is at Jordan Pigeon. I don't tweet a whole lot, but sometimes I do. Listen, just find him anyway and follow him. Yeah, right? I tweeted recently something I thought, thought was funny and no one else thought it's funny, which is that it occurred to me to Google how much horsepower is a horse. <laughs> and it's one. That makes <laughs> You wouldn't think about it, but it makes sense, guys. Uh, Nicole, what do you got? I got nothing. Y'all know where to follow me at. Great. Word. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, same with me. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. 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 What's a creative podcast network?